0: welcome to the purple butterfly podcast i am danielle turner licensed clinical social worker self-care advocate best-selling author and your host of the purple butterfly podcast this is a weekly wellness podcast i created to help you learn tricks tips and tools for self-care mental health and overall wellness in order to help you achieve a happy and healthy life of clarity and balance. Self-care is not selfish, it is necessary. That is why I am here to help you get back on track and back into the game with lessons learned, tips, education and knowledge from my amazing guests. So sit back and relax as we take a journey into the purple butterfly. Welcome to the Butterfly Corner. I am Danielle, your host of the Purple Butterfly Podcast. The Butterfly Corner is where we discuss the topic of the week a little bit more in depth. This week, I speak with Dr. Brown, who is a sleep expert. I don't know about you, but I have said so many times, I'll sleep when I'm dead or I'll sleep when I die, which is a horrible thing to say, but in the culture we live in, we lack sleep and we feel like that's okay and that we're told to stay busy. This mindset creates that hustle mentality and promotes work over sleep. Sleep as self-care is important. We know that self-care is anything that benefits our mind, body, and spirit. Well, let me tell you, that also includes some sleep. According to the CDC, more than one-third of adults don't get enough sleep, not to mention the poor quality of sleep that 60% of Americans report. Sleep loss can contribute to anything from weight gain to energy loss, to lack of productivity, because sleep is a time for us to recharge, rest, and repair our bodies, restore our energy, and prepare for the day ahead. So prioritizing sleep care as self-care is a foundation for good health. Good sleep care has many benefits, including improved memory, attention, and performance. It boosts our immune system, Reduces our stress and can repair functional brain activity and improve the regulation of emotions. And I don't know about you, but sometimes when working out, right, we just don't have any of that energy. So even going to the gym and working out requires good sleep because our body needs that time to recover and repair. Making sleep part of your self-care can have a positive impact on your overall physical and emotional health and not getting enough sleep can even cause health problems. However, let's be real, stress in life, right? Cause life be lifeing, and other distractions as well promotes that wonderful hustle mentality can cause havoc on our sleep, right? So Dr. Brown talks about our nighttime routine, often referred to as like good sleep hygiene. Really take some time to think about what your nighttime routine literally looks like. Are you eating late? Are you drinking sugary drinks before bed? Are you drinking coffee? Which I am very guilty of doing because I will drink a cup of coffee in bed at midnight and still try to go to sleep. You know, like, are you reducing your stress throughout the day? Because that also helps with our sleep care. And one other thing that's very important when we talk about good sleep hygiene is how our bedroom is set up. So is your bedroom a sanctuary? research states that your bedroom should be distraction free so no laptops cell phone tvs etc having like room darkening curtains is helpful and then keeping your room cool as well can be a benefit so listen in as dr brown gives us education on sleep care what our sleep routine should look like and what things to avoid when it comes to sleep care as self-care and of course we talk about self-care as always Please make sure that you are prioritizing yourself and being intentional about your self-care. Remember, self-care is never selfish. Be a part of the Purple Butterfly community that has been created to help support women with self-care by becoming a sponsor. We have sponsorship packages available that will help increase your business visibility. If you are looking for a partnership with a team approach that will further grow your business. While helping your customers learn the value of self-care, a sponsorship with the Purple Butterfly Podcast is what you need. For more information on sponsorship opportunities in order to be a guest to discuss your field of expertise in self-care, email me at podcast at Welcome to the Purple Butterfly Podcast. Today, my guest is Dr. Brown. She is a board certified sleep physician who helps children sleep better and breathe better. And by extension, she helps improve their parents' sleep. Dr. Brown is a speaker, a coach, a consultant, and the founder of Restful Sleep MD, where she helps high achieving women and their children prioritize sleep to not only achieve their optimal health, but also thrive and live to their fullest potential. She does this through coaching courses and programs focused on educating and empowering busy professional women to make sleep a priority as a critical pillar of their health. She also works with organizations and businesses to improve employee health by incorporating healthy sleep as part of their wellness journey. She does this through seminars, workshops and roundtable sessions. Welcome Dr. Brown. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) You're more than welcome. I'm so glad that you're here to help us with this sleep thing, because as moms, as women, just as professionals, sometimes we get into this, oh, I'll get everyone together, get everyone in bed. And then we stay up and we do work or we're cleaning or we're doing laundry or we're waking up early. I don't feel like we get enough sleep just as humans in general at all. No. Yeah. Mm Yeah. So help us prioritize our sleep on our wellness journey. What would you say would be the way for us to do that?
1: I think, you know, everything you said is so true. Like the CDC actually has declared that insufficient sleep in the United States is a public health epidemic. So this is something we know. And I think there were studies that showed that like very close to 40% of Mm -hmm. Americans don't get enough sleep on average every night. Average is somewhere between seven and nine hours of sleep for adults. For children, they need more. But I think just overall, people are not sleeping for the reasons you just listed, especially as, you know, people who are either entrepreneurs, moms, professionals, there's just so much going on that sleep is not prioritized. So when I really help people kind of figure out how do you then start to make sleep a priority? And it starts with the mindset, right? Like, I love the work you do on self-care. But a lot of times, the first step is not making an appointment to go to to have a spa experience, a mm-hmm. spa day. That's not usually where you want to start. You want to start by saying, why is this important to me? Mm-hmm. And so I think the same thing with our sleep. Why is sleep important? When we start to understand that sleep is not just something we do at the end of the day as just a cure for sleepiness or just something we do passively until the next day, then we pick up and run again. When we start to see sleep as fundamental to our health, as important as water, Mm -hmm. as important as eating, as important as, you know, fitness and nutrition and all those other things we talk about that's important to health. when we see sleep as so critical to that I think that's the first place to start and then really realizing that your sleep health just like your entire wellness journey matters starting from that point of view will then help you to start to build boundaries and create systems in place that your sleep does not suffer Because a lot of the studies that have shown, like in terms of our productivity, our efficiency, our ability to show up as moms, as CEOs, as business owners, as all those incredible things we want to be, the superpower we need is good sleep. And so when you start from that, you know, frame of mind and that mindset, then you start to then build practical strategies in place to then prioritize it.
0: I love that. I've never thought of sleep as, you know, changing our mindset about it. Because again, a lot of times we're just like, oh, I'll just, you know, I can survive on two or three hours of sleep because we're so busy doing other things. But sleep is very important just to our overall health, just our bodies, our minds. I know I've gotten to points where I haven't slept and I literally have felt delirious. Like you are mm-hmm. you will lose your mind without sleep. Yeah. I am a firm firm believer <laughs> of that. Been there, done that. So, <laughs> but I've never thought of if I change my mindset about how important sleep is and that would help me learn to prioritize it. So I really love that. Thank you for that. Oh no, sure, sure, sure. So once we change our mindset, what kind of tips or things do you feel we can do to get some good sleep? you know, that good sleep hygiene. Perfect. I think
1: that's the next step, right? It's like, okay, now I understand sleep is important because the same way I create routines for my kids and try to get them to sleep well, because we see just how exhausted and cranky they are when they don't sleep, right? We we understand that. So creating systems in place for ourselves would be the the next step. And one of the things I usually will talk about is really create healthy sleep habits. Mm -hmm. It's not so much about just trying to, Get things checked off, although that helps as a guide. But building systems in place that's sustainable when it comes to your sleep health. And so, one of those things is having consistency, mm-hmm. because you know we go through seasons in life where you may have like, oh, good time. You're on maybe you're on vacation or business or work mm-hmm. is good and things are on autopilot. Then you feel like, yeah, then I can sleep. Of course, I can sleep. <laughs> but even when things are rough. <laughs> still even when there's blood on the streets, you still have to sleep. So, how do you build a system in place such that during the good, the bad, in fact, during the bad, that you're still prioritizing your sleep? And that comes with consistency. And so, what does that look like? Commit to it, right? Commit to showing up the same way you show up at work, the same way you show up for mm-hmm. business. Commit to a sleep time, commit to a consistent time when you're going to bed and a consistent time when you wake up. Because when you do that, we have this internal clock or circadian rhythm that really thrives on consistency because then your brain knows, okay. It's time to wake up. This is what when we go to sleep. And so once you start to do that, you're training your body, you're training your brain to anticipate sleep. So usually that's my first step. I really would say, you know, depending on where you're at, even if you're only sleeping, like you said, three, four hours, just start from somewhere. Like if you try to go to bed, if you've been sleeping like five hours every night and then suddenly you're like, you know what, I'm going to go get nine hours. You're probably not going to be able to do that because even though your body may need that amount of sleep, It'll take some getting used to. Mm -hmm. So what I recommend is set a wake up time. Like, you know, if it's during the week, it's 6 a.m. On the weekends, you probably don't want to drift too far off as well. But just wake up consistently at that time. And then at the nighttime end, you slowly start to add to your bedtime. So your body builds up to it. And so, once you then get the right amount of sleep, you need, say, maybe seven hours or seven and a half, you know, based on how you're feeling, then you really want to like almost like lock it in. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. okay. To Touch that at 10 p.m. every night, I start my routine. I'm in bed by 10 30. I'm just giving an example, and I'm asleep and I wake up at 6 30, whatever that is. So, then you're so consistent. So important. Yeah.
0: I was going to ask because a lot of times when you look at things for sleep hygiene, like you said, the thing Mm -hmm. is you take us bedtime and you wake up the same time every day, Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. on the weekends. And so Mm -hmm. people will be like, wait, I got to wake up at six o'clock on a Saturday or Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) That is so So, true. So like, is that on the weekends, let's say our wake up time is six. Is it okay if we maybe we sleep until eight? Because, you know, sometimes the weekend people are like, oh, I get to sleep in, I can rest. Or do you suggest we still wake up at six regardless?
1: I would say when you've gotten into the habit of prioritizing your sleep, so that's why we flip right back again into that mindset. Because one thing I know that people do is, ah, you know what, I, I'm gonna get that extra two hours on the weekend, so I'm gonna skimp on sleep during the week. Mm-hmm. So as long as you're not using that as a cop out, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if you're if my preference would be honestly. If you're someone who needs maybe eight hours of sleep, but you, because of all priorities, you're able to get only maybe six hours during the week. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I would prefer for you to try to even it out and just get seven hours.
0: Yeah, <laughs> average it out, for you right? To, like,
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would prefer that. Now to answer that question. Yes. Can I sleep in one? If you're super sleep deprived, then it's okay to sleep in. I mean, it's not okay to sleep in for too long Mm -hmm. because again, what happens is almost like jet lag, right? Remember if you have jet lag, like if you travel across time zones, you know how your body feels like Mm -hmm. you start to not feel very well because your, your body feels like it's in a different time zone from the actual time. And so, and then by Monday, you're almost like you're flying right back. Right,
0: right <laughs> So you
1: don't right. want that confusion in your body. If you're going to sleep in, I would limit it to about maybe one hour, max two yeah. hours on the weekend, but you don't want that to become a habit. And then in the meantime, start building sort of, more time to sleep during the week i think that would be my best compromise in that sense because i know a lot of people who just sleep until noon for instance on the weekend that's not that's not ideal that's not something we recommend but if you need to sneak in a little you know a couple more minutes or so of, of sleep i think that's okay especially if you're so sleep deprived
0: what about taking naps during the day You know, sometimes he'll be like, I'm going to go home and I'm going to take a power nap. I personally can't take a power nap. I get angry because I will have to wake up. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah.
1: So again, back again to that mindset, why? Why do you need a power nap? So if you notice that you're dependent on naps, like you're like, oh my gosh, I can't function without Mm -hmm. a nap. That probably means you're sleep deprived. So let's go back again and try to get more sleep at night. But it's part of your self-care. You're like, listen, it's a nap. I have this downtime during the day and I can just take a little bit of a nap to just relax and just feel refreshed. I think that is fine. Naps are actually pretty healthy for you. But I think if you're needing it because you don't get enough time to sleep at night, then that's when we need to have a conversation and get you more sleep to give you the best man for your buck. And then the other piece with naps I would recommend is if you're going to do it, keep it really short and sweet okay. because a lot of people, you know, may sleep like three hour naps during the day. And if you'll notice, you're probably you feel more tired, like you mm-hmm. were saying. Sometimes when you sleep for too long, it almost backfires because you now get this what we call sleep inertia which is this phenomenon where your body almost still feels very exhausted and groggy after you wake up. So if you're going to do a nap, I would say limit it to about 20 or 30 minutes. You definitely not go over that. And the goal would be just to sort of take the edge off, especially if you're really, really sleeping. Okay. And now the only other caveat I'll put there is You want to have it earlier in the day because we build sleep pressure over the course of our day. And so it's almost like you're building sleep appetite. If you take a large snack before dinner, you're not going to be hungry for dinner, right? So if you take a large and long nap before bedtime, it's going to be hard for you to sleep well at night. If you also have insomnia, then which is difficulties falling asleep or staying asleep or you're waking up really, really early, If you have insomnia, you probably don't want to take a nap at all. You want to try to just commit to working on your nighttime sleep. That would be the best bet. So, those are the only caveats. Otherwise, I mean, naps are good.
0: (laughs) So, ironically, yesterday I was at work and my girlfriend called me and I said, Oh my goodness, I'm so tired. And I said to her, I said, I want to wake up like the people in the Folgers coffee commercial, right? So, like, (laughs) <laughs> they wake up and they like yawn and they like oh. and they just open up the curtain and oh. they the sunshine yeah. right and they go drink their coffee and they're all happy how do we wake up and feel refreshed because i feel like oh. we wake up but we're still mm. not refreshed and you have mentioned like if we get enough hours we feel mm. good how do we yeah. know that we got enough hours mm. that's a great question. And yeah, the Folgers coffee, been,
1: I think, and and then you think, what's the message here? Are you saying the message is when I drink coffee, I'll feel refreshed? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> so yeah, great question. So really, when I look at restful sleep, really, we look at three different components. There's the quantity, which a lot of times we talk about a lot, like get seven to nine hours, get seven to nine hours, get seven to nine hours. That's good. That's a part of it. That's only one part. The second is the quality of your sleep so if your sleep quantity is off meaning you're not getting enough sleep you will feel tired in the morning and you will feel tired during the day and you will need coffee to stay awake but also if your sleep quality is off you're getting enough quantity of sleep you're sleeping eight hours or nine hours you still might wake up feeling tired and exhausted right And so also, there's also the timing of our sleep. So most times what we know is that based on our circadian rhythm, there's some people who are sort of more evening type kind of night owls. And then there's some people who are more morning persons. So if you're sleeping out of sync with your circadian rhythm, then you're also going to struggle when you wake up in the morning, right? If you're a night owl and you go to bed at, I don't know, maybe 12 midnight, and then you got to wake up for work at 5.30, you're Mm going to be exhausted, right? It's out of sync. So those are the three main buckets. So yes, work on the quantity. That's the first easy, like, wait, how many hours of sleep did I get? That's one easy fix. The second is the quality. So what are things that can affect the quality of sleep I'm getting? One very common one, especially in men, but also in women is sleep apnea. So if you're noticing Mm -hmm. like you're snoring or your partner is snoring or, you know, and you're waking up tired, that may be a sign that you might have sleep apnea. In that situation, you should speak with your physician so that you get tested for sleep apnea. It's a sleep test that is done. Another reason why people can feel tired because the quality of sleep is affected is what we call periodic limb movement. So Mm -hmm. it's almost like your brain is sending twitches in your body Mm -hmm. and it kind of wakes you up and prevent you from having restful sleep. That's also something else that's diagnosed by you know when you go to see your physician and then they okay. can send you to sleep specialist. Now, there's some other habits, right? Mm-hmm. That gets in our way. So we talked about caffeine. Yes, so if you're yes. someone who has a lot of caffeine on board, say you're mm-hmm. drinking soda, iced tea, whatever it is with dinner, you have to be aware that caffeine is a stimulant. Mm-hmm. So it alerts our brain such that It stays in there and it prevents us from having very restful sleep. It actually makes our slow-wave sleep or our deep sleep, it makes it not as effective. And the thing about caffeine is the half-life is about, you know, six to eight hours, depending on the individual. So if you drank coffee for dinner and then by, you know, 10 p.m., you're trying to sleep, you still have a lot of caffeine on board. And so you may fall asleep or you may not have restful sleep another thing that can affect your quality of sleep is alcohol which some people go rely on especially if they're struggling with insomnia they're just like you know what i'm just gonna drink a little bit and have a nightcap just to take the edge off but then what that does is our bodies metabolize alcohol very quickly and so you may fall asleep because it is sedating and And then you realize like halfway in the middle of the night, you start to have either vivid dreams or you're waking up to pee or you're just restless and you're tossing and turning. Mm -hmm. And then in the morning, you're tired. So Mm -hmm. those are most of the common things that I see that affect sleep quality among people that I work with.
0: Okay. When you talked about having a nighttime routine, what kind of things can we incorporate in our routine to help us get some good sleep? Very,
1: very good question. So for me, I think a routine or a ritual, right, is anything that is calming and relaxing for you. Mm -hmm. So for some people... (laughs) It could be that reading a book mm-hmm. may not work, right? It could be that taking, a, for everyone, I usually will recommend to include a, a, some kind of bath or hygiene uh-huh. just to get ready. The benefit of a, a bath or a shower is that, especially when you take a warm or hot shower at night, it helps to drop your core body temperature. Okay. And so it helps actually improve your sleep. So find two or three things that are calming and relaxing for you. So for some people, it's, you know, we'll take a bath, We'll just spend some time either reading or meditating or journaling. We may do a little bit of yoga. So something that really just kind of cues your body to say, it's time it's for time sleep to now. Sleep. Mm-hmm. Eggs to wind down. So uh, literally a wind down time. So you, you may have to try different things to find what works for you. But I think it's really helpful to have that. Just like for our kids, right? We may sing to them nice. and then read a book a and they story say a prayer where... or something. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's the same thing. And then your body literally starts to anticipate sleep when you do that.
0: It's amazing that you just said that because you're absolutely right. With our kids, we do mm-hmm. that. Like we read a story yeah. we do, or we get a hot bath. We give them a bath yeah. and we tuck them in. And yeah. But then as adults, yeah. we don't tuck ourselves in. Like we... <laughs> We just flop into bed and it's right. like, okay. Right. Like, yeah. so we need to like carry that yeah. thing we do as kids onto our adult life. And then we oh, become true. adults and we just like, yo, we're, we're not doing any of this. Any yeah. 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 So Dr. Yeah. Brown, with all the things you do with helping us busy women and our kids have better sleep, how do you take care of yourself? What does your self-care look like for Dr. Brown? Absolutely. So I'll talk about my nighttime routine. Mm-hmm.
1: And then my morning routine and then my weekend, which really, really, which is when I get to sort of indulge a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So in terms of my bedtime routine, I have a reminder on my phone that starts to go to say, mm-hmm. it's time to wind down. Okay. It will save your life. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, that helps me start to shut things down, like if I'm doing any work, because by then, you know, my kids have already gone to bed and things like that. So I'm putting those things away. I usually will take a shower and then, you know, do some skincare. After that, I really sit and I journal mm-hmm. as well as uh, just meditate, just kind of reflect on the day a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I get into bed. So I keep it very simple. So it's my bath, my skincare routine sit, I usually will do this outside of my bed. Mm -hmm. So I'll do this in a chair that I have in my room, just do some journaling, and then, you know, just get into bed and go to sleep. And so that's usually what I do every night, pretty Mm -hmm. much. Sometimes I'll add a, a couple other things here and there, but I try not to complicate it. In the mornings, when I wake up, I'll do some stretches, I'll spend some time praying and meditating and reading my Bible, just kind of setting intention for the day. Mm -hmm. And uh, when the weather is nice, then I might get out there and do like a power walk or something. Otherwise I do my exercise a little bit later in the day. And then after that, you know, get about the day, get some coffee. I don't drink coffee right away. I definitely try to wake up very naturally and expose myself to natural light. And then on the weekend, I wake up at exactly the same time because my body's just been so trained. And because I get enough sleep at night, I have this incredible recliner. Nobody's ever going to take it out of my hands. I don't know. I'm going to take it. Like <laughs> I'm going to keep it forever. And I just sit with a cappuccino and I just, I journal, I reflect, I dream, I visualize. Uh, so
0: that's the one thing that I add on the weekends. Okay. I love it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> I love it. I hope your recliner stays with you forever. <laughs> I'm telling you, it like gives me hugs. I tell you, it's insane. <laughs> I love it. I'm very big on a morning routine as well. with journaling and setting your intentions yeah. for the day. Cause I just feel like it helps you <laughs> just have a more positive mindset when you walk out yeah. the door, which is very important. So mm-hmm. Thank you, Dr. Brown, for helping us with our sleep. I learned a lot that I would be taking and using myself. (laughs) I'm glad to hear that. So if someone wanted to reach out to you for some coaching or consulting services, how would they get in touch with you?
1: Yes, definitely. So thank you so much for, for having me, Danielle. A couple of places to find me. I'm on Instagram where I do share a lot of these tips. I answer questions as well. And uh, so that's one place that's at MD on Instagram. And then on my website is restfulsleepmd.com. That's where you can just connect with me and let's talk about coaching because I think, while it may seem intuitive and a lot of these things are very simple to do, but they're also very simple not to do. And so we get, we dig deep to talk about boundaries around mm-hmm. your sleep which may be stuff at work, right? So we really delve deep into how to prioritize our time, how to set boundaries, and how to get you moving from so exhausted and drained to just really thriving. Mm. And if kids are getting in your way of sleep, (laughs) we figure (laughs) out how to kind of work that out because I know that when your kids are sleeping, then you are sleeping too. So, you know, we kind of help the whole family sleep better. And that's uh, the best place to connect with me and to schedule a call is at my website, Response.
0: Awesome. I absolutely love it. Thank you so much, Dr. Brown, for coming in today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Purple Butterfly Podcast. And a special thank you to my guests. Join me weekly to continue the conversation about self-care, overall wellness, mental health, and so much more. If you're interested in learning more about self-care and overall wellness, be sure to check out Inner Clinical Services, LLC, on both Instagram and Facebook, as well as my website, www.innerullc.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn at Danielle Turner. Until next time, remember, self-care is not selfish, it is necessary. Make yourself a priority and take care of you.